everyone. Welcome to The Date Escape. I'm your host, Cassandra Ryder. Today's episode is sponsored by Aged and Infused. I want to start by apologizing up top if you hear a low humming sound in the background or dogs whining or barking or cats trying to open a door. I'll debunk these right now. The low humming sound in the background is our air conditioning because it is on because it is about 100 degrees outside and it's already a little stuffy in here because I turned the overhead fan off so the AC needs to be on so therefore the noise. Uh, The dogs barking and whining because of who they are as uh, dogs and then our cats trying to get in the office is mainly pinned on one cat uh, named Cedar who just really loves attention. Well, everyone, you know that I've been trying to do some more interviews on the podcast episodes, which I have really been loving. Now, I know the only interviews so far have been with family, and now I'm branching out. And I always plan for my guests to be special people who hold um, I hold great fondness for in my heart, but today's guest is extra special. I have extra love for them because they are the one and only Mix Dr. Lee Rydberg Ryder also known as my spouse and partner. Lee, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also known as one of the three fans who listen to the pod. <laughs> Happy to be on the pod and a fan. Thank you for being my one and only Patreon. <laughs> Can't wait for the Patreon newsletter. <laughs> In case this is news to you all, I do have a Patreon and Lee is the only person financially supporting this podcast not a critique it's out of gratitude and i will refund you your payments (laughs) (laughs) so really looking for more members on the patreon (laughs) thank you for the plug lee as a patreon member um what are the benefits you can maybe tell listeners about as to why maybe they should be also patreon members (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of promises and they are exciting one of them being a newsletter can't wait for that (laughs) Uh, stickers. Can't wait for that, too. <laughs> you do feel like a very exclusive, uh, you're in an exclusive club. So I would say it's worth it for that. Wow. Thank you so much. That was great. You're welcome. Lee, I know I've given a little bit of an introduction of you, but I'd like to turn the floor over so you can introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Lee Rydberg Ryder. Pronouns they, them. Uh, life looks like, for me right now, um... Steady chaos uh, in a good way. Right now, I am a full-time clinical physical therapist. I am pending a career change in the next month or so, next two months, and a move across the country. So lots of fun things coming up. Selling all our furniture, you know, (laughs) as one does. Contemplating giving away some of our pets. Of course, we never will. (laughs) You know, your everyday conversations. Yeah. Um, We know each other since 2016. Mm -hmm. Seven years coming up on that. Mm -hmm. Next month. In a couple days. In June. Mm -hmm. Lee, where did we meet? We met on an app. What kind of app? A dating app. Oh. We're a success story. We are a success story. Shout out to her app. um, That's H-E-R. That's her. We are looking for... if. If someone from her was listening right now and they're like, we want to give you some merch for being a success story, what would you want from them? Mm, I'd probably want a new couch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We got a lot of furniture needs, so thank you in advance. (laughs) 
What about like a hoodie <laughs> with the logo on it or maybe a, a branded a bottle of a, champagne? A North Face <laughs> in the market for one of those. Some heated gloves. I hear, I hear those are a thing. So. <laughs> Uh, thank you in advance, her, for sponsoring us as a success story. Once again, we met on your app, and we are still together. Proud of it. Proud of it. Lee, what was, because our first message anniversary is coming up in a few days, <laughs> <laughs> What? who sent the first message? Mm, I believe you did. And what did I say? You're like, where in the world are you? Clarification. I said, where in the wild world are you? There we go. The wild is important. It is. Thank you. It really changes the whole approach mm. of the mm-hmm. first line. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little more creative, so you got to give me more credit than that. <laughs> I just appreciated the not just a, hey. I know. It's sad it's out sad. there. It is really sad out there. Yeah. And the reason why I sent you that message is because the app at that time showed me that you were 600 miles away, and I was sad and intrigued at the same time. Lo and behold, we were only like <laughs> one mile away, if that. I was traveling back from St. Louis and for work and Lee was also doing the same and we were both traveling back to Chicago and we lived about a mile away from one another in the same neighborhood in Chicago. Isn't that right? Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, phew. It's a small world and a big world. You know, I was also intrigued in asking you where in the wild world were you because I don't know about you. Did you ever receive like international messages on that app? I don't think so. Oh. What is that? How do I know they're international? Like, did you ever receive a message from someone who was, like, over a thousand miles away on the app? Oh, maybe. Anyone from Brazil? I got a one from <laughs> <laughs> I got one from Brazil. Let me go check real quick. <laughs> okay, so we met online. Met online. Um, how would you describe your current relational status? Hmm. Happily married. Wonderful. To the host of a wonderful podcast. Thank you should you check so out the Patreon. Did we mention? <laughs> did we mention that one? <laughs> For just $3 a month, (laughs) you too can receive zero of the promised benefits. But a lot of hope. (laughs) So we met online. And then what happened? We met online. Uh We chatted for a week because you graduated grad school. That's right. How exciting. Uh, And then we went on our first date. About a week after we met online. It was two weeks after. It was two weeks. It was two weeks. Isn't that funny? Really? Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. It might be a week, actually, now that I'm doing the math. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I message you June 6th, no, no, no. It was a week. All right. It was a week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one to two. Somewhere around that. Lee, I'd love for you to share what our first date was like for you. Hmm. Since this is a bad date podcast, I wouldn't necessarily call our first date a bad date, would you? I would not. Mm, good. Few. <laughs> so tell me about it from your perspective, and then I can, you know, give my two cents every now and again. It was exciting. It was very fun. It lasted a long time. It lasted eight hours, which for an introvert, I would say that's a pretty big deal, especially compared to other dates that I had on online dating where people were super boring and I was trying to get out. We went to a fun Mediterranean restaurant. I knew that Cassandra was vegetarian. I was not at the time, but I Googled vegetarian restaurants near me and that one I could walk to. So (laughs) Cassandra took the train. I was like saving a couple bucks. That's a plus. Always. Um, Easy escape route too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got a lot of those (laughs) as an introvert. (laughs) One of the things you always have is 
the way out. Would you try to plan a lot of your first dates near your apartment at that time? Yeah, I would say so. Hmm. But I always got an escape in my back pocket. I love that. <laughs> got enough reasons. Excellent. Most of them true. <laughs> <laughs> um, we So we met at near the train stop. Who got there first? <clears throat> By in the way... <laughs> In a shocking turn of events, never to be repeated ever again in our relationship, I arrived first at the train stop. That's true. I was power walking. You were. I wore pants, and it was hot and Mm -hmm. humid. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wore was a bucket hat, and come to find out, people don't like bucket hats. I had no idea. I thought it was the best outfit ever. Had my cool little bucket hat. It was sunny, protected my face Mm -hmm. from the sun. I thought it was hip. Mm Mm-hmm. Come to find out, they're not hip. <laughs> when you say people don't like bucket hats, are you referring <laughs> to someone in particular? Well, this came out many years into our relationship that it was kind of a letdown that I wore the bucket hat. Oh, the silence says it all, <laughs> folks. <laughs> After knowing Lee for seven years, bucket hats make total sense to who you are as a person, as an aura, as an energy force walking through the world. You are the embodiment of a bucket hat. Unique, quirky, unlikely to forget. (laughs) And a showstopper. Wow. Thank you for all those compliments. But at the time, (laughs) I interpreted the bucket hat as being less of a formal clothing choice, and that made me a little disappointed. I hear that. It was also like 3 p.m., just gonna throw that in there. We didn't have dinner at 3 p.m. It was afternoon, I feel like. Hmm. Well, we'll have to go back in those messages, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Anyways, it was hot. Mm-hmm. I was sweating a lot. Mm-hmm. We had a 3 p.m. dinner, so uh, <laughs> we came. We came hungry. <laughs> My outfit was awesome, though. I had these red pants on and this like white bucket or these this white button up with like faded patterns and then like this teal bucket hat so we had dinner how was dinner um dinner was good i feel like you didn't eat a lot and so i was like hmm maybe i should not eat a lot Mm. i pick up on the social cues sometimes that's good yeah oh that's okay i i got nervous it's hard for me to eat around people. I feel like I hugged you when we first like met and you're like, I just could feel your breath in like the top part of your chest and like your heart was like racing. Yeah. Which mine was too. I've never heard you say that until now. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like when I hugged you, you weren't breathing at all and you're just, you held your breath and it was very high up. <laughs> the tra- upper lung. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. It's fun to recount these times. Ain't I know it? it is. Okay. So we had dinner and then what happened? We had dinner and then, um... I think we both wanted to continue hanging out. And also I wanted ice cream because, you know. <laughs> not, not, if I'm not necessarily get one thing ice cream with me. Just wanted ice cream. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I knew there was definite chemistry from our messages leading up to this. And there was chemistry in person as well. Mm-hmm. So we went across the street to George's Ice Cream. Oh. R.I.P. to George's ice cream. They had so the best. They had the best ice cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yep. And we played Scrabble there, which was fun, and got some ice creams. Something that sticks out of the ice cream portion of our date is, I remember Lee sometimes a little, I don't know why I'm talking about you in third person, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to know where that was going. 
I feel like sometimes you're a little hard to read as a person. Hmm. Um, and so I remember feeling a little nervous about that on our first date. And so I remember asking you, I think I was like, what are you feeling or how are you doing? Because we were playing the game. We're eating ice cream. Maybe we hadn't talked in a while because we were like, you know, playing the game. But I don't really historically do well with silence. And I just remember you looking up and making the most intense eye contact with me and saying, I was just thinking about how I was having a really nice time on this date and my body had full body chills. My heart did a little flutter. I was like, oh boy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And she sent me too. Thank God. (laughs) So ice cream goes well. Yeah. On our first date. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ice cream went great. I think I won Scrabble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A trend that will be historically repeated in this (laughs) relationship. (laughs) So what happens after ice cream? We wanted to... Con- well, actually, I think at this point, we were just... You I, were just walking me home. Like right. Like, we were going to go our separate ways. Right. How chivalrous of me to Very walk you chiv- home. chivalrous. <laughs> chivalrous. Chivalrous. I've not said that word many times. <laughs> um, and I just remember walking back, and I was like, oh, man, wish this could keep going. So what'd we do then? I missed the perfect opportunity for the perfect first kiss. Aw. What'd we do instead? Went into, well, we went back to my apartment. I feel like there was a moment before we walked in where I was like, I couldn't tell if we were saying goodbye. And, and you just kept giving me, me, you kept giving me flirty eyes. I gave you flirty eyes back. And then eventually you said one of the sexiest phrases, which is, do you want to come upstairs for a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, thank you. <laughs> Second to, do you want pizza? <laughs> So you invited me into your apartment. Then I uh, pulled out all my moves, which is... Who did I meet? Did you meet Sammy right when you walked in? (laughs) Oh, how cute. My roommate. I guess you met Sammy right away. Mm -hmm. And then we hung out in my room. Door open. Door open. And I knew it the whole time. I'm like, I should probably close that, but I feel like it's so awkward now. I pulled out all my moves Mm -hmm. and I played the guitar. But it was good guitar. Lee's a great guitarist. Lee, you are... (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> Great guitars. <laughs> and then I think we made out for three hours. I remember distinctly it was interrupted by a phone call from your sister. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's so sweet that your sister would like check in and make sure like the date went well. Like she was just calling to make sure everything went well. And you're like, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was nice. Definitely a good sign. So yes, we did make out for about three hours. And I think I left like late, like past midnight. Was it? I was going to say like 10 or 11. Because we started at at 3. I'm standing by it. Yeah, we did make up for three hours and it was honestly, it was a dream come true. Nothing further. Just a good old three hour (laughs) make out session. Real old school. And that was our first date. That was our first date. So with that in mind, I want to hear you describe your ideal first date. Well, I would say some criteria include something outdoors. I think being outside is always nice, like sitting outside at a restaurant or coffee shop, something that starts with low commitment with opportunity to progress to more if needed or desired. Well, I wanted to know, like, if our if our date had gone bad what would your excuses have been oh too many to list give me a few (laughs) top five all right top five um i gotta wake up really early tomorrow for uh, a race 
or something. Not a lie, usually. Yep, exactly. Um, I got studying to do. I was in PT school at the time, so that was definitely true. Those are probably my top ones. Got a Zoom, got a meeting, got an appointment, you know? (laughs) Those things people can't argue with. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Describing your current, you're describing your ideal first date. Um, Yeah, probably a... Um, some type of yummy food and or drink. So like the coffee portion goes well, you move on to food and drink. Yeah. Food is kind of a dicey one. I guess maybe I'm surprised that we chose food our first one because you're all timid to like eat and chew and get shit all over the, your face. Totally. You know what's something I regret about our first date? Hmm. I gave you my leftovers. Oh yeah, you did. I was like, are you sure? <sighs> and I think we split the bill. So it's like, okay. I definitely ate all of them. They did not go to waste. That's good. They were really good leftovers. I also remember when they asked if we wanted any anything to drink, and you were like, I drink a lot the past several days. <laughs> Red like, flag. All right. <laughs> At that time, I don't think I really drank that much. So I was like, oh, okay. That's fine. I wasn't going to order anything anyways. <laughs> it was graduation, you know, so. So food is dicey. Food is dicey. I think like a drink is good. Coffee, beer, wine, cocktails, happy hour would be preferred. Mm -hmm. Balling on a budget. Start early, end early. Start early, end early is my life motto and save money. (laughs) That sums me up. Yeah, that'd be it. I think something where you can like talk and hear each other where it's not too loud is definitely, and it's, it's good like temperature, not too I mean, if it's too hot, that's all right. But if it's too cold, that's not for me, dog. Definitely. I think you're really spot on with your ideal first date. Something micro in a way, like where it doesn't have to go on for three hours. It can if it's going really well. But it's a first date, you know, and chances are if it doesn't go well, you say, well, it was only an hour and it was only one coffee. Mm-hmm. Low payment, low time investment. Pro tip for any of you daters out there. <laughs> for any of you daters. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there being a dater. <laughs> Go for uh, an, an activity that lasts an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, Lee, hmm. you know why you're here. <laughs> why are you here? Now I'm questioning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll remind you. You are here because you have previously told me that you have some bad date stories. I'm here to open the floor for your bad date stories to unravel, and then we will analyze them using communication literature and research. I might have to grab a textbook from behind me to reference. <laughs> But I am here to analyze this on the spot with you, even though I kind of know what stories you're maybe going to tell. What if I'd throw a curveball? Ooh, that would be intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta spice it up somehow. (laughs) Well, I did bring notes because I was worried about not knowing what to say. Uh, I have two to share. Okay. I've titled both. I'll tell you the titles. Ooh. Without Moving Lips (laughs) and Indie Girl. Yes. (laughs) Which I expected and wanted. (laughs) We'll start without moving lips. You know, because meeting me is a big uh, point in your life. Um, How early before meeting me did this happen? Not super long. I would say maybe like a month. 
or like a couple weeks relatively recently. That makes sense. Um, I went on a few dates. Well, I was online dating at that time and went on several dates. And this one I would say was one of the ones that went the best in terms of the bar. As you've said in previous episodes, the bar is low. And for this one, we met at, I'm trying to remember the exact place. It's like a coffee shop slash restaurant slash they sold little like trinkets in there and it was in Andersonville. You met them online? Met them online on her, I believe. Shout yeah. out. Was there anything unique or special about your online dating precursor to this first date? Well, I definitely, when I online date, was online dating, I would at least make sure we had something in common. When I was online dating, I was like dating to find like a partner, mm-hmm. like not just like, you know. Mm-hmm. And just anyone to spend time with, but someone to like date romantically in a long-term partnership, like serious commitment. So I had to, you know, survey the scene, put my feelers out Mm -hmm. and make sure we had at least some compatibility on life values. Nice. So what did that look like? How did you kind of find out that information? I usually tried to screen people in terms of interest for doing stuff outdoors, um, being active, traveling... Just like generic, like, you know, do they have a job? Mm -hmm. Do they, you know. And so this person passed all of your tests. My tests. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was definitely like worth going to meet them in person because. But you had good data to support that maybe you were somewhat compatible. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. If I may, the concept of secret tests that you just described is a communication concept that is really important to understand when we do. In any type of situation, it's primarily been studied in a lot of like first dating encounters and also like long-term partnerships. So like if you think your partner is cheating on you, what's a secret test that you can do? You can, you know, try spying on them, looking through their phone. It's like a little secret test. Mm. You can ask their friend who they're hanging out with. And Interesting. Mm-hmm. So secret tests are in long-term and new relationships, structures. I'm not totally familiar with the literature, but I'm pretty confident in saying... Yes, that makes sense. (laughs) So I did my secret test. Nice. And uh, this person passed. She was nice. uh, Did you do your secret test with me? Oh, yeah. How'd I do? You passed. Flying colors. Later on to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of it was accurate. (laughs) What secret test do you think I maybe exaggerated a little bit? Hmm. I also own this as well. Okay, another one that I uh, didn't mention was like closeness with family. That's a value or at least something that I wanted to gauge. You know, families are complex. I don't Mm -hmm. hold it against anyone if they're not. But I know that you were close with family. Mm -hmm. I knew that you um, like education was a strong value of yours. You were getting your master's. Um, I think you I knew you were career driven, driven and you had good friendships. So those were all important things that I looked for. Uh, the exaggeration occurred in the, um, let me just tell you, it was an aggressive (laughs) secret test. If you're trying to secret test people's willingness to be active and outdoors, totally fine. Lee asked me. This was, I think the second or third question in the series of secret tests, (laughs) but I did ask, well, I think I led by, do you like to hike or be mm-hmm. outdoors or, you know, maybe hike or whatever, something like that. Hike mm-hmm. or run or bike or whatever. Right. And you said yes. Right. And I said, okay, what kind of hikes do you like to go on? Probably something like that. 
I think you said like we go on like, you know, any distance. I don't know. And then I said, well, so what if I said you want to go on a 10 mile hike? I thought it was if you wanted to hike the Grand Canyon. If I told you we wanted to hike the Grand Canyon, how would you react? Ah, maybe something like that. Aggressive. Super aggressive. But also (laughs) I'm trying to hike the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Who's going to hold it against me? (laughs) Hopefully not my partner. (laughs) This is an accurate statement. So, yes, Lee asked me. If I said we were going to hike the Grand Canyon, maybe you're like, how would you react or what would you do? And I said, give me 10 minutes to put my shoes on and I'm ready. (laughs) And survey says that was a lie. (laughs) Not the ability to hike the Grand Canyon. Thank you. But the 10 minutes part for sheer. For sure. I need (laughs) at least three hours. I need one hour for deep stretching, at least 45 minutes for me to enjoy my coffee. Stretching again. (laughs) So this person has passed your test. You're meeting up at a coffee shop. Boutique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was a brunch date. Mm -hmm. It was about, it was in the morning, probably 11 a.m. And um, things were good. I remember thinking like, wow, this person's like really fun and also like kind of annoying, but like pretty fun. So, and I was like. What was annoying about them? I don't remember. I just feel like sometimes like our sense of humor was like a little bit off. Mm. But, like, sometimes it was, like, spot on. Mm. So I was like, okay, like, things feel, like, good. And then sometimes I'm like, mm. We were um, having a nice time. And then the meal ended. I think I ended up paying because I was like, this is the right thing to do because I chose the place or something like that. Historically a nice eh. rule to follow. Here's the thing. I am I think on a first date, it should be split. I think you should split the bill on first dates. So then after that, I was like, I want us to continue like hanging out or whatever. And so I was like, I think I offered for her to come back to my apartment and just Mm. like keep hanging out. Well, that sounds really familiar. I don't know where I (laughs) heard that before. Gosh, I can't put my finger on it. Just (laughs) (laughs) this did not last eight hours. We'll say that. (laughs) Also, I guess like, well, this is probably me just being like, naive and whatnot but i was not trying for this to i was not hoping for this to be like a sexual invite back to my place Mm -hmm. come to find out that many people that's the only way that they would ever take an invitation to go back to someone's place is like because of that kind of invite but in my mind i was like i'm just literally just trying to hang out oh so you mean like it was interpreted as a sexual invitation and you were like just it, it you had more genuine intentions behind that I think I realized that later, that that was maybe her intention. Uh, or her, maybe what she interpreted as my invitation. I understand. But for me, I'm just like a homebody and like ready to be home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you can come over. I'm just going to be like chilling, hanging out. Right. So she came over. We, I think we were just like talking, hanging out, whatnot, and... Then I like, we were, I think actually I remember us like looking through Facebook profiles and I remember her being like, okay, I'll look through this and then we can totally make out. And I just remember in that moment being like so confused because things felt like, I'm like, is this platonic? Is this like not platonic? It feels like kind of like we're just hanging out kind of vibe. You were looking at Facebook together? Yeah, I think so. Just, like, looking at each other's profiles or, Ah, like, being like, are you a real person, like, (laughs) kind of thing. That's fun. It was fun. So, yeah, that comment that she made kind of caught me off guard because I was like, ooh, I did not really feel like we were moving towards, like, the kissing realm. Mm. I was like, all right, well, we can just see, like, you know, if it's fine or not. (laughs) 
I was like, okay, what a weird thing to say. So you put your phones down, you close out the app. <laughs> and it's just like silent. <laughs> I don't think we even had any music or anything playing, it's just silent. And and our faces get close and finally like our lips meet. I remember like starting the kiss and it probably like five seconds later and then I just like pulled my face back because like her lips didn't move. And I was like trying to move my lips as one does, as I think one does, as <laughs> as you kiss. <laughs> it's not just like a still lip situation. And I just like pulled my face back and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, what? I was like, what? She's like, what? I was like, never mind, nothing. <laughs> and we went back to kissing and her lips were still still. So when you asked, are you serious? What kind of response were you looking for? I thought, well, because she, so I guess this is an important background. I feel like she did like stand up comedy or she had some sort of like comedy background. Like she was in theater or something like that. And so I was like, maybe she was just trying to be funny. Maybe this was like a joke or like a prank or like something where she's like, I'm just totally kidding. That's not how I kiss or like something like that. Mm-hmm. Would you have thought that charming or weird? If that all of it weird uh-huh. Uh-huh. for sure. But it would have been less weird if it was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> so what did the make out feel after that? Oh, I don't know if we really continued on. I think it was like, all right, well, I'm probably use one of my excuses. Mom, I got to wake up early <laughs> in a... Uh, 20 hours so you should probably gotta get to bed in about eight so (laughs) you should probably got studying to do you know wow so so you kissed again to make sure she was indeed having a still lip situation Mm -hmm. and she was not only was it still lips but they were very thin too and i don't i'm not trying to hate on people with thin lips that's not what this is about i'm just saying it felt like kissing the side of your pinky Just holding it still. It's a small landing strip, you know? Small landing strip. Very firm. (laughs) Very firm. And so you made up some excuse, and then what happened with the state? Here's the thing. I think, I'm sure I made up some excuse of like, all right, this needs to end. And then she left. And then I think she was like, thanks for brunch. I'll get it next time or I'll get the bill next time. And so in the back of my mind, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm not going to ever date this person, but I will definitely go and get a $40 meal because I paid about 40 bucks for that brunch. And I'm in grad school at the time. So that was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Did you have that brunch? No. Ugh, just kind of fizzled out. I think we sent a few like sparing messages, but other than that, no, nothing came of it. Wow. Remind me of the title again. Without Moving Lips. Without Moving Lips, everyone. Lee, thank you for that story. Oh, thank you. Now, before we hear Lee's second bad date story, I'd like to turn the floor over to Aged and Infused. Do you love making cocktails at home? Do you love supporting small businesses? Well, then you got to check out Aged and Infused, friends. The Chicago local business crafts delicious, all-natural alcohol infusion kits that help you craft a better drink come happy hour or any hour. With locally sourced ingredients like oranges, cinnamon, cranberries, and cloves, these kits make a delicious addition to any home bar. Just add your favorite spirit, wait three days, and voila, happy hour is here. Visit agedandinfused.com to shop the full line, explore cocktail recipes, and more. Cheers, friends. 
My second bad date story is titled Indie Girl. So this person I had met on online dating. Same app? I think so. Big shout out to her. Did you ever do any other date uh, apps? I was on Tinder. Uh-huh. You know, the worst is when you see someone that you've met on her who's also on Tinder. Happens. You know. It really happens. Queer dating is, the pool is only so big. It's only so it's big a pond. It's only so big. So anyways, it's interesting because I don't know how I matched with this person because they were from Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So you had your radius like set pretty high then or like lo- long or large. I don't recall, but I don't know why I would have it set that large. Like hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I'm not entirely sure. Maybe she was in Chicago or... She had her search radius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we ended up matching. We talked for a while. And we definitely like connected on a lot of different realms. So she was actually in a committed partnership at the time. And she and her partner were like exploring non-monogamy. I had recently gone through a breakup, so I was like, that's fine. I'm not looking for anything, like, super intense or super, like, super committal at this point. May I? Did you not just say in your previous story that you were online dating looking for a romantic partner to date? You know, caught in a lie. Caught in a contradiction. Caught in a contradiction, that's that's what we should say. (laughs) I'm going to process that more in therapy. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Would you like to explain that? Uh, Wow, this turned from no. question to no, no, no. put on the stand. Excuse me for picking up on small details. This is true. I mean, it maybe it this was maybe closer. I think this to was closer break- to my breakup. Yeah, that, which makes sense. Which makes sense. I think I just was online dating to pass the time. To be honest, as some people do, mm-hmm. and just to have people to talk to because I had someone who I talked to very regularly who I no longer talk to. And I found myself without a lot of friends as well at that yeah. point in my life. And so I think I was, I'm, well, I know I was very lonely and I was looking for just distraction. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's actually a lot of research done on the motivations of online dating and passing the time with like boredom is one of them. And so that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. I remember I'd be swiping through oh, <laughs> stuff yeah. when I was like <laughs> at school. Oh, yeah. Like this is so dumb. But it's something to do. It's something Something to do. Get your mind off of all the other bad stuff going on. Totally. So I connected with this person. She was super nice. Um, She, like I said, was in a relationship. They were pursuing non-monogamy. I was like, whatever, that's fine. I'm looking for something not super intense anyways. And she lived in Indy. Like, you know, what's Indianapolis? Do people from Indianapolis call it Indy? Or is that just like, you know, something weird that outsiders do? (laughs) I don't know. If you're from Indianapolis, let us know. (laughs) Please do tell. Same with California and Cali. Please, someone tell us. I met this person from Indianapolis. (laughs) Uh, We talked for a while, and obviously if we were to ever meet in person, it would have to be a travel type of situation. But you like to plan your dates close to home. I sure do. I'm also in grad school at the time, so mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of like time, resources, energy to be like doing long trips to meet random people. We had talked for, I would say, a solid month before we were like, we should meet in person. Not only have we talked via text message, but we had Zoomed, I know, or probably Skype back then, uh-huh. you know? 
but we had video chatted, I think a couple of times. One of them, just us two, one of them with her and her partner. And everything seemed very chill, very like normal, easy to talk, easy conversation. We shared mutual interests of like the outdoors. All of the screening tests are feeling good for now. Um, She's uh, willing to talk about more like feelings and all of that good stuff. So we plan this trip where she's going to come visit me in Chicago for a weekend. The trip happens. A big commitment. Can I, may I? Please, because this goes contrary to everything that we've (laughs) (laughs) Ah, more contradictions. Ah. (laughs) How interesting. (laughs) I mean, it's one thing to have an eight hour date and thankfully it went well. It's another thing to have an hour long date and have it go well. It's another thing to have, I might be jumping the gun here, it's another thing to have a whole weekend date and roll the dice and see if it goes really well or really poorly. A big a big commitment. A big commitment. These are all things that I did not think about. It's okay. It happens. It just seemed like, oh, this will be fun and things seemed easy and I'm just going to basically do what I was going to do regardless during the weekend and then just have this person who like seems like someone I would enjoy spending time with tag along. Mm-hmm. So... She comes to visit, and first thing that I notice is conversation feels a lot harder than it did previously. Mm. And I feel like, and I'm not hating on any quiet people out there, because I also can be quiet definitely in new situations as well, but it felt very much like she was very quiet and Mm -hmm. shy and, like, timid, and which is, like, understandable, absolutely. And also, like, we are spending this whole weekend together, and we have talked multiple times so like why all of a sudden is it like different how long would you say did it take between like your first message and then like this weekend date like what's oh it? i would say about a month ah uh, that was not the response i thought you were gonna give so in online dating there is something called modality switching which is where you take the online conversation offline so you make it a right you take it you make it in person makes sense there is a lot of research that shows that if you meet someone beyond three weeks, like you've talked for too long, it hurts the trajectory of that relationship. Because? Because you spend so much time getting to know someone on one type of medium and people can be so different as you're describing. People can be great texting and in person be totally different. And it's confusing. Ideally, people are consistent no matter what channel they're communicating through. But over time, as you're only talking to someone via text or maybe only through Skype, you begin to form this impression of who they are and you get your expectations up and then that kind of makes for a big come down when you finally do meet them in person. And it's like, oh, you are not at all what I had been experiencing you as, what I thought you to be. I'm adding this as context. I'm not saying that's the reason why this happened, but it's interesting. No, I definitely think that is super interesting. I could definitely see that, especially if it was only like text message, like written communication. But the Skype. The part that caught me off guard was that we did talk, like verbally talk, and things felt super normal. Totally. I think we might even talked on the phone, Mm -hmm. like. Well, yeah. But yes, no, I think like in person, it's like, wow, this is way more real than I realized. Mm-hmm. Okay, so conversation is bad. Not only is conversation bad, but you know, I did my screening test. Do you like X activity? So I suggest, let's go out on the field and throw a frisbee around. Hmm. Well, let me tell you, worst frisbee match I've ever played. It wasn't even a match. <laughs> That's the wrong word. For worst frisbee toss I've ever played. Wow. Couldn't even catch it. Thank God we haven't played frisbee. <laughs> I was like, this is just terrible. Okay, 
And so, had she promised to be a good frisbeer? Not entirely sure, but I'm sure I asked, like, I mean, I just feel like, like, if you're not a good frisbeer, you're not going to be like, yeah, I, like, let's definitely go play this activity that I suck at. I don't know. Maybe I just expect people to be, like, much more just like, this is what it is. Mm. I like this or I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I think that, honestly, that is a big part of online dating that I had my expectation as one thing and in reality it's much different and I did not know that. Like what? Like, I'm like my 100% authentic, true, transparent self. Like, I'm just like, this is who I am. This is, these are my, this is what I want. These are my interests. I have come to realize, and maybe even now more than back then, that people don't do that, mm-hmm. which is just really weird to me. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So your self-presentation is very congruent to who you are, no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. you're not doing any exaggerating. You're not doing kind of any putting your best foot forward. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of that, but... I'm definitely put my best foot forward, but I'm not going to, like, say things that I like that I don't like or, like, say things that are important to me that are not important to me. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if there are things that are important to me, I'm going to convey that. Yeah. I think you're touching on... A lot of key terminology like self-presentation, impression formation with online dating and how there's a lot of curation that goes into it. And then some people maybe take it a step further and embellish where maybe they shouldn't or exaggerate when maybe they shouldn't. And it creates these false expectations or unrealistic expectations and it can leave for a lot of disappointment and a lot of confusion. Maybe one picking up on from you. Yeah, I think confusion what is definitely the first thing that I feel and then disappointment of being like oh like why would you do that kind of thing but a lot of it is just like very confusing of like why would you like say something about yourself that is like not yourself I don't know I still just don't (laughs) I just don't understand that's like it does not compute Mm -hmm. like if you're not gonna be yourself why would I want someone around me who doesn't want to be around me as myself yeah makes sense so you're playing frisbee it's bad we're playing frisbee it's bad and that pretty quick <laughs> if you can't tell already i got a lot of good ways to end things all right that's been enough <laughs> she's staying with me Ugh. yep so then we move on to i think we made well i forget if we made oreo balls then or the next day but regardless a good choice a good choice So then I know that night we were going, one of my PT school adjunct professors was performing in an improv comedy show. I do love that setup. So good. And I remember it was like probably somewhere off the blue line and we lived like north on the red line. For people who are in (laughs) Chicago, this is the most boring detail ever. It's a big commute though. It's a big commute. It probably took us like... 45 minutes to get there. You gotta go all the way downtown. You gotta all, all the way. way west. Yep. We go to this improv comedy show. And I was excited because this is like fairly soon after my breakup. As I mentioned, low on the friend count. But growing in my time to go and make friends. Especially with those in my PT program. So this is like part of that time that was, that was very important to me. So we go and I'm like, I'm bringing this person who's coming with me. And then it was, like, super awkward because I feel like she, like, didn't want to talk to anyone there. Mm. And I guess this is, and I think this is definitely, like, my bad on my part because people can be very overwhelmed in uh, social situations. But again, it's like, if you're uncomfortable with something like that, I just wish that it would have been communicated before the time of, like, oh, hey, it's really overwhelming for me to be around large groups of people. Okay, thank you for letting me know. You know, but no, no, 
Everything was like, yeah, great. That's fine. That's great. And then we get into the moment and it's like not great. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, why would you tell me one thing? And then the reality is different. Mm -hmm. It was just like, felt like just kind of a Bert. I don't know. That seems like such a mean word to say. It just felt like taxing to like have her there. I just wish that I was personally there and could like bond with my classmates. But I thought that, you know, she would be like a fun person, could handle Mm -hmm. her own, could talk to people, all of that. Yeah, makes sense. I think some people were actually going out after that comedy show, and I remember wanting to, but I know I remember her being like, no, I'm ready to go back home. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not just going to like send her home on the train alone. Did you think about it? (laughs) I thought about it (laughs) (laughs) and decided otherwise. (laughs) Pat on the back. That feels like the right decision. It was. It was a sad right decision. Mm -hmm. Not what I wanted, but what was right. Right. So you go back to your place. So we go back to my place. Previous to the visit, we had, of course, discussed sexual preferences, uh, sexual desires, what we liked, all of that stuff. It wasn't like expected. It wasn't like an expected part of the weekend, but it was a interested. We were both interested in that happening. Uh, Had you had your first kiss yet? We never kissed. If that gives any sort of... Sorry, I jumped the gun here. Okay, okay, carry on. Um, No, no, I don't think we even held hands. Mm -hmm. Once once we were in person and things felt so strained, I did not have interest in that. Mm -hmm. So then we got back and I think I just like flat out said like I don't want to have any like physical intimacy. And then I remember her being like, well, can I at least sleep in the bed with you? And I, was, I think I was probably said something mean, like, yeah, but just don't touch me or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but like, I don't want to cuddle or something. Okay. Because at that point you were just so uninterested. I was so done. Wow. Yeah. I was like, she needs to go. I think the part that really got to me was it was, it was draining. It was like very socially draining. Mm-hmm. In a time where I was already, like, drained from school, drained from all the life coming at me with my breakup. I don't know. Yeah. This sounds like a pity party I'm throwing myself. No, it's important. Social draining gets to me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because of you being an introvert. Right. Right. Makes sense. So the weekend trip was a poor idea. (laughs) So, okay, that's night one. Is that the Friday or Saturday night? Well, here's what happened. Oh, man. I said, this is when I (laughs) I did my date escape. (laughs) TM. (laughs) <laughs> I know so we woke up and the next day I think the next day is when we made the Oreo balls and I was like hey I got this race to run which was not a lie there was actually a race the following day Sunday morning and I was like I'm gonna like do that and then just like be be out the rest of the day so like you might want to head home today or something I said something to the point where she left a day early Oof. Oof. No regrets, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) How did she take that news? I think good. I think fine. She's like, I totally understand. Do you feel like she was on the same page as you in terms of like it not going well? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like she didn't really give me much to work with in terms of like where she was at or what she was feeling or thinking. It was just very much like not a lot of communication from that side, which was very confusing. And difficult to know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. Well, proud of you for being so forthright with your boundaries and saying, (laughs) you know what, this is, 
I signed, I, I bit off more than I can chew. This is gonna be longer and more draining than I expected and wanted it to be. Cause I can see many scenarios where it goes very well. It's very yeah. clear to have a, a whole weekend date. Very you know? lesbian. <laughs> Specifically lesbian. Very lesbian. <laughs> At the time I was, so. We can say point. that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, things, she went back home. Reflecting on it now, I think I could have been a lot, I'm sure I could have been a lot kinder in how I handled that situation. Mm. So I do feel bad about that weekend. Important to be self-reflexive and aware. Yep. But I did apologize down the road. Ah. I remember. What'd that look like? I don't remember. I think it was probably something like, sorry if this was a bad experience for you or something Mm. like that. How was it received? Positively. Good. We're still Facebook friends. Ah. She's married. Ah. Yeah. To the same person? Living in Indy. <laughs> <laughs> Good for oh, her. Yeah. Good for them. Good for you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you show me your Facebook profile? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, afterwards, we can totally make out. <laughs> She's like, we can totally make out. <laughs> I'm not going to move my lips. <laughs> You're going to be very stiff. <laughs> well, I appreciate the self-awareness that you have in reflecting on the fact that Bad dates are sometimes uh, a two-way street, you know? Sometimes we contribute, and sometimes other people contribute. And sometimes that ratio was 80-20, 70-30, and sometimes it's a little more equal. 99 to 1. (laughs) Just kidding. Here's the thing where maybe I feel the most guilty about. I didn't even run the race the next morning. I slept in. My alarm went off. I didn't do it. I slept through it. And what did I do? I ate the Oreo balls for breakfast. (laughs) Describe my face. Jaw on the floor. I know. My deepest, darkest secret out for oh everyone to hear. Oh my gosh. It's so messed up. I would never, ever think you would miss a race. You know, my biggest regret about that is that <laughs> I had won this race the past two years in a row and I got a $75 Nike gift certificate. I missed out on that gift certificate. Still got my gloves for my Nike purchase and my leggings. We bless those leggings. We bless them. And those gloves. <laughs> Hope you still have them because we're moving to Chicago. <laughs> okay, that that detail, that was a that big hurts. turn for me. That was <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I would have never, ever thought your story would have ended that way. You shared bad date stories with other people. Now we are married. We've been together for seven years. Do you and I have any bad date stories? Well, the one that pumps in my mind the most was early on when we were dating and I bought us tickets to this $5 comedy show. Which right then and there is just a pause you just for gotta If it's $5, just go buy a taco somewhere. Don't spend it on the comedy show. Actually, I want I do want to back up and say, do support uh, comedians and performers. <laughs> but not if it's $5. All right. Hey, everyone's learning. And was in this Exactly. <laughs> Um, there were four improv troops. They were all god awful. <laughs> it was the worst show I've ever seen, hands down, in my entire life. <laughs> I think I just sat there, like, staring at the stage, like, eyebrows raised, like, lips shut, <laughs> arms crossed, like, what is happening? I don't remember that being a bad date because while the show might have been bad, the conversation before and after wasn't. That's true. I do feel like an area, speaking of self-reflection, an area of our dates that I could be more aware of is my ability to be present on said date. You know, with communication, we talk a lot about obviously verbal communication, nonverbal communication, but also listening is a really good component of 
communication. And I feel like sometimes it is hard for me to listen on dates, especially maybe ones that we've had more recently because I've been too preoccupied with school, unfortunately. I'm not proud of that. It's not an excuse. It's my attempt to explain that, but I know that that's come up as a bad date dynamic for us. I'm sorry, I was thinking of other things. Could you tell that again? (laughs) (laughs) I could be in that improv comedy show. (laughs) Student becomes the teacher becomes the student. But do you think that's been the context for some of our bad dates? You know... I think that has crept into our dates and our life in general. It's hard. It's hard. Being in school is very, very hard. Mm -hmm. Having a lot of life stressors. Mm -hmm. As they say, life gets harder as you get older. I'm approaching 30, folks. But yeah, it does. (laughs) It it creeps in. it, It is hard to be very present and to let go of the big life stresses and have a nice dinner with your spouse and have a nice little drink at a bar. So that's my homework for (laughs) our dating life is to be better about that. Lee, to wrap up this wonderful interview in which I truly have learned more about you, I really thought you weren't going to say anything that shocked me tonight, but you did. And I appreciate that. (laughs) Was it the Oreo balls? (laughs) (laughs) It was the race. (laughs) Let's end this interview with you maybe sharing one of your best date stories. So many. Just we just like, went to one. Uh, we saw Lizzo in concert. Oh, we had I mean, great cocktails before. One yeah. of them had a pile of key lime foam on top. Yeah, it was. Uh, we had popcorn that was like ten dollars. Ten dollars. It was so expensive <laughs> for a bowl of popcorn. <laughs> Did we eat it all? Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a good date. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of fun dates. We sure have. In fact, just this morning had a nice little brunch date. That's right. Well, Lee, is there anything that you'd like to share that we haven't already discussed before we wrap things up? Hmm. Um, I've loved this this interview. This podcast has been super fun. I was intimidated. Uh, hope it's not a letdown. You really rose to the occasion. You know, I can only live for myself. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> I wanted that to be a lot deeper than it was. <laughs> I'm um, not going to. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> it's in it for life. <laughs> I am grateful to be your partner and to learn all you know about, not all you know about relational communication, but I love learning these little snippets that really put our day-to-day lives into greater context and greater understanding. And I think it's super helpful for absolutely everyone in so many different ways. So I like learning from you. I like learning from you too. Thank you for your kind words. Well, Lee, thank you so much for (laughs) being here, sharing your stories, being vulnerable, giving a little sneak peek into our love story, which I've loved so much, and it's going to keep on, keep on going. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. If listening to Lee's bad date stories has awakened repressed memories of your bad date stories, I would truly love to hear them. If you would like your bad date story to be featured and analyzed on a future episode of this podcast, please email your story to thedateescapepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's thedateescapepodcast at gmail.com. I will keep it all anonymous. I will not share any details that you don't want me to, but I truly look forward to reading and analyzing your bad date stories on the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate you tuning in. And please always remember to look for the exit signs in case you need to make the date escape. Thanks everyone.